Pandemonium Podcast. I'm John Stom. And I'm Danny Gula. And on the ones and twos, the illustrious producer, Jeff McCullough. What, illustrious, I like it. What <laughs> What does illustrious mean? Just Let me pull out my dictionary. Generally awesome. Yeah, generally okay. awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's go with that. You, you a little sick today, Jeff? I got a rasp. I have four kids, three of which are school age. Mm-hmm. So they bring home lots of things. Yeah. So our home is a petri dish of bugs right now. It's a, it's a sexy sound though. I think it's going to pl- I think it's going to play well in the headphones. Nice. I can talk lower. Yeah, maybe lower. some ASMR. Yeah. Maybe that'll happen. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to try something new to start off the podcast. Jeff's got a random question for us to kind of get, get us warmed up. It's a random Odeon podcast. Here's a random question. Okay. Shoot. It's Christmas time. Mm-hmm. It is. Charles Dickens. Classic Christmas story. Ah, uh, Chucky D. Yeah, uh, Chucky, Chucky D. D. <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas carol. What is your favorite version of A Christmas Carol? Oh, I've got it. Do you? You going Muppets? No, that's a good one. It's going uh, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. I don't Ooh, remember the, the Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mouse version. One. Yeah, it's like the one I watched the most when I was a kid. What What's the ghost? That, the first ghost that comes to visit him, his old partner. I don't know about the ghost, but this might be my favorite. That was goofy. It's, it's been a while since I've seen it. This is what launched Scrooge McDuck. Oh. Was it really? Yes, it was. That's which the first occurrence of Scrooge McDuck? Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Scrooge McDuck plays Scrooge. Ebenezer that Scrooge. makes sense. Um, when was that made? One. I think it was the 80s. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it was probably 80s. Okay. Yeah. okay, so you and I agree on that one. You've got other versions. you got the 1935 version. you got Scrooge with Bill Murray. Yeah. you got the Muppets. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen the Scrooge you've got in a long time. Barbie Christmas Carol, which my kids watched yesterday. The uh, Barbie cartoons are excellent. They're not I gotta say, uh, I haven't. I don't have a girl. I'm, I'm the oddball. Here. They'll still, they'll, they'll play with a boy too. Like they're okay. The add it to my list. Characters. I'll add yeah. it to my list. They're, they're funny. <laughs> Your watch list. Go home and watch that. <laughs> yeah. you know, just, I mean, really, the one I've probably seen the most is the Muppets. Okay. Well, and but, you could stick with the original Charles Dickens. That is a good, yeah. like the actual <laughs> like book. The actual yes, book? the actual book. I've never read the book, so I don't know if I've I can. Never read the I don't book know if either. I can claim that. Well, it's probably yeah. good. It's, it's probably all right. <laughs> all right. Well, regardless, here's my follow up question for you. Ghosts of Christmas Past. Yep. Christmas Present. Oh. Christmas Future. Randomonium Podcast. Okay. Which ghost are you? Go. Mm, I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, a little bit of uh, just a quick side note that this podcast is based on the past, the present, and the future. And we each bring something to talk about from each one of those time periods. And the other people don't know what we're going to talk about. So, uh, Danny's bringing the future. So, yep. Ghost of Christmas Future. I am the Ghost of Christmas Present. All right then, that that kind of works. On, and then on the pun, uh, on the our, pun levels, our <laughs> patrons who uh, help support the show on Patreon, uh, they help help have helped us bring the past segment. That's right. So we're going to talk about something we actually do know what we're going to talk about for the past. We've we've kind of yeah we, we talked about it. it yet, but we know the topic. Yeah, we haven't really discussed this topic too much yet though. And we've hit up our patrons and we've gotten some uh, some feedback. So shall we dive right in? Let's dive right in. Let's. Rewind to the past. Ooh, I see what you did there. All right, we 
We're back in the past. In the past. And by the past, we mean this last it's, year. It's a loose, yeah, it's a loose connection because really what we're going to be talking about is the YouTube Rewind 2018 video which, specifically. Which came out last week. Uh, I think it might have been two week, weeks four, ago. It, it, yeah, it was ish. It's recent Weekish. But what that video is, of course, is a, it's a recap of 2018. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about all of 2018 and then kind of how they summed it up, how YouTube summed it up. Because YouTube, you know, is the the creator. Uh, they're not the production company, but they they f uh, put the money behind making that yeah. video. And so... Um, and if you haven't seen a YouTube vi Rewind video, it's basically supposed to be a celebration of the YouTube community. Right. Here's all the things that the community brought us this year, um, or the, the big trends... The big YouTubers, yeah, all the big moments, really. Well, it's debatable what it's supposed to be because that's what, a lot of people would say what you're saying. I agree with you. That's what that's what YouTube sells it as, right? I guess we'd say, yeah. Well, well, maybe, maybe some hot controversy on that. Yeah. What do we gotta do to to be invited to be a part of this? Because if you don't know, we're we're YouTubers uh, at Vat19. We had some big hits this year. Yeah. Some big moments, and some years we've had even like bigger hits. Yeah. Um, we created the Gummy vs. Real challenge, which yep. was is still a big thing on YouTube. People still doing it. Gummy or Real versus whatever has become kind of a genre. And you know, this year specifically, we had this summer uh, right before VidCon. Actually, we released uh, the world's largest bath bomb video. Yeah, and that that blew up. We put Joey a few years ago. We put Joey in a bathtub full of putty. That blew up. And I'm not expecting like. I, I'm not kind of being like, oh, I wouldn't, I deserved being in me. I'm so cool. I'm just thinking like, we've submitted contributions that have become pretty big parts of YouTube, right? Um, and we've never seen those things mentioned in a rewind video. My theory, I just, this is just, a, yeah, I don't know, totally theory, but I think it's because we're a store. Vat19 yeah. is a store. Um, I say we, but you know. Randomonium is not a VAT-19 production. Let's just put that little disclaimer in here. But sure. uh, we are employees there. So I, I think it's because YouTube looks at VAT-19 as like yeah. a retailer and we're not like truly... But I, I still think some of the trends and things that we've helped to start yeah. could have been in there. Oh, for sure. I'm 100% I'm um, with you. Like we sh Okay, it's weird because like we feel like we probably should be in Rewind in some way. Um, but I mean, again, it's like, do we really... Want to be like? I don't necessarily. Yeah, like, I, let's again, unpack what like rewind is and has been. It's it's an interesting thing to talk about because here's why. The YouTube Rewind 2018 video right. came out like a week ago, like you said. It's already the most disliked video in history. Yep, it's the most disliked uh, video in history. Uh, just surpassed Justin Bieber's <laughs> Baby, <laughs> which has been out for ten years, maybe a long time. It was dethroned. Gosh. Know? That's bad. Uh, I have seen YouTube, YouTube tweeted about that, and they're like, breaking records. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, they, they are self-aware. The, the other thing is, like, Justin Bieber's baby, I mean, it's got way more likes than dislikes. So even though it has a lot of yeah. it has a lot of dislikes, it has way more likes. The YouTube Rewind is mostly dislikes. It's, it's well hated. Yeah, it's <laughs> not enjoyed. What do you think the problem was with, with the Rewind? Why year? did it get so many dislikes? It's weird because I, if I would have just seen the video and didn't look at the the news headlines about it being so disliked, because mm -hmm. I actually didn't watch it until I had seen, like, this thing oh, is I bad. I watched it live at the premiere. Really? Yeah. Oh. I, I happened to be at the editing desk well, that day. Well, let me ask you, what did you think of it? Like, first thoughts. Um, I thought it kind of hit the nail on the head with, like, the theme, like, the overall theme of it was Fortnite. Yeah, um, right. And I thought, like, that was spot on. Like, it was a Fortnite movie in that, in the way that 
Die Hard is a Christmas movie. No, I mean, it started with... <laughs> we won't go down that rabbit hole. But it started with them jumping out of the... Uh-huh. the um, and you don't play Fortnite, so you probably didn't catch all I didn't the other get Fortnite a lot of, I didn't get a lot of those uh, references. Most of the costumes people were wearing were Fortnite. That island they were on the whole time oh. talking, that was Fortnite. I didn't understand The person that. in the shopping cart, that was Fortnite. Gotcha. So the whole thing had Fortnite themes throughout it. It's actually and, a lot more clever now. Okay, and cool. I thought that made sense because Fortnite was huge. Yeah. Fortnite videos were huge in Every, 2018. Yeah, in 2018, yeah. everybody was playing Fortnite. Yeah. There, there was a lot of let's plays. There was a lot of people doing the dances. Like I'm going to do the Fortnite dances in real life. There was challenges yeah. around it. There's all kinds of things. So that made sense. And I was if, like, Yeah, I would say if you, just culturally beyond YouTube, if you ask like you know a bunch of people, well, it depends on the age group. But if you would ask a bunch of people our age and certainly younger to sum up 2018 in one word, I bet a lot of people would say Fortnite. I'm, I'm sure they would. So I thought that was great. That was smart. I liked the idea of having the YouTubers get to have a say in it that they were talking yeah. about. Um, I feel, I don't know how much of that was real. Um, watching, what's her name from the, the woman who does the bad robots? Uh, what was her name? Who oh, Simone, uh, Sim Simone Yates. Simone Yates, yeah. yeah. Um, because uh, yeah, I follow her on on YouTube too, yeah. and her whole uh, tumor uh -huh. situation she went through. I was glad they got to mention that because I think that's a great window into like YouTube as a community. Yeah. Cause like we talk about that a lot, the community, the community, the community. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, here's a practical example this yeah, year. Yeah. Like this woman, if we're not, yeah, if you're not following what we're talking about, this is a, a YouTuber named Simone Yetz. I think I'm probably butchering that. Maybe. It's, it's Swedish. She's really funny. Um, and she's like an engineer. She's super smart, but like, it, she blends those two things in a way that like just makes these hilariously bad robots that like try to brush her teeth or whatever. Yeah. Really funny YouTube channel. Anyway, um, she all of a sudden this year just kind of dropped a bomb that she has a brain tumor. Yeah, and had so yes, yeah, she kind of had to take a pause from her channel. Everybody like followed up with her with all this support and encouragement as she was in the hospital and she came out of it and had a scar on her on her head for a while. I think it's probably still there, but um, I mean anyway, like it's. It's incredible to see that story, and then yeah, the people that came around her. So that was really cool that they featured that so, uh, yeah. so well in you in Rewind. I thought mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty diverse, which was great. Yeah. Um. I think it's it has been diverse in some years. I feel like this year was more diverse than most, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. That makes it even harder when you talk about a global scale, like yeah. how you fit in all the stuff. Yeah, because I mean, like American YouTube is probably very different than South Korean YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you feel about it since you watched it later? Yeah. So I I would say like. If I would have just seen it before I saw the headlines, I would have been like, okay, I mean, they're trying. I can see what they're doing. Like, they're really trying to appease everybody. That, mm -hmm. That's what it really seemed like. <laughs> because I remember years past, a, a couple years, um, you know, recently, where they've they've gotten some backlash from creators for just, you know, trying to push their own kind of mm -hmm. agenda, not really listening to creators. And yeah. so it seemed like this year they were like, okay, fine, you, you guys tell us what you want in, in Rewind. Because mm -hmm. the whole thing was like... Creators choose what's in rewind, and the and the fans choose what's in rewind. Um, but it definitely seemed like pandering, and like it just seemed like okay. Well, it, does this thing have a direction? It's just like this montage of everything that everyone ever said, just crammed into this like super fast edit. That's just I don't even know what I'm watching. And stuff still seems like the K-pop thing. Like it's like K-pop. It was super cringy oh, to yeah. watch Casey Neistat like scream K-pop. Uh huh. And he acknowledged. Let's yeah. Let's also. We, we, did you watch his response? I haven't video? seen his response. Oh, okay. Yet, so no. he totally acknowledged that like that was the cringiest moment like ever. He said in his response video um, that uh, well, first of all, if you haven't seen any of what we're talking about, 
pause this podcast. <laughs> Go watch Rewind. It's going to make a lot more it's sense. It's going to make a lot more sense. I would also recommend watching Casey Neistat's response and uh, the response from Marquez Brownlee, who is yeah. MKBHD on YouTube. Um, anyway, both Casey and Marquez were in Rewind. Casey, in his video, says, like, yeah, that was a really cringy moment to watch, but when we were shooting it, it was really funny. They had, like, all this other stuff happening that got cut out. Like, mm-hmm. they just, like, trimmed it way down in editing. Sure. So... Yeah, and I think I think that's what I've heard from a lot of people too. Is like, yeah. oh, we did all of this, we did all these things, and it ended up being this little snippet. And so you're you're trying to cram so much into one spot. So I get it; it's a tough job to try to Such sum a up YouTube. Thing. Yeah. So what do you what do you feel like was left out that you would have put in there? So I didn't even think of some of these things until I watched some of the reaction videos. But like walking away from it, I was like, okay, that felt very. I, I don't feel like that was the whole story. But then once I watched Marquez Brownlee's video and Casey Neistat's video, they both pointed out that like it was missing a lot of the controversies that happened this year that were kind of like, they weren't like advertiser friendly. So if you remember, uh, I actually just had to look this up because I was, I was pretty sure, but uh, Logan Paul's suicide forest video that that went up, actually was uploaded December 31st, 2017. So it was the last day of 2017. Oh, I thought that was this year. Well, it basically was this year because I mean, you know, like three hours later and it's in the year in 2018. So the, all of the fallout from that uh, happened early in 2018. Um, So, you know, Logan Paul was sort of like, uh, in hot water and I had such high hopes for that guy after that cuz he his, his response to it I thought was great yeah and then he just went right back he just kind of went right his back his old antics well so that whole thing I mean you can kind of understand that YouTube wouldn't want to talk about the suicide force but like at the same time that was global huge news um and then you know you had the uh, well Logan Paul Logan again Paul, with, with with the fight yeah the boxing yeah. match I think that was this summer maybe yeah um, so being I I've not been keeping up on YouTube rewind videos but do past years feature negative things like that usually not no well I, they I don't, don't. Think there ever has been really yeah but I think the difference is like if you look back at um, the very first rewind it was literally like. Um, it's like a four-minute recap. It was like, well, it was just like a, uh, actually, Rebecca Black was the host, and it was just like, here's the top videos of the top year. Top 10 countdown. Yeah, it was like yeah. a countdown And her video. video was number one. Yeah. So it was kind of more objective in that way. I think it was less like, um, you know, packaged neatly like it is now. Yeah. Back then, it was just more like, okay, here's what happened. And I think if you would have followed that trajectory of like, here's what happened, like, that's kind of what people want, it seems like they're saying. Yeah, and I feel like what they, I feel like the opportunity they missed specifically with those incidences, even though it was negative, is that YouTube made big strides this year in being taken seriously yeah. as a form of media. Right. Like, where... Like all of a sudden, these YouTuber incidences, these YouTuber stories became mainstream media stories. Right. Now that's a big change where like now people in our profession are being taken seriously as entertainers. Yeah, you've got YouTube TV and they're really trying to like, yeah, kind of sit in the same ring as, you know, HBO and like these other big yeah. players in like traditional media. So yeah, when you do have like a, um, a stain on the on the medium, on the platform, like this boxing match, which is kind of like, uh, let's not really talk about that. Even though, actually, I think YouTube streamed it live. I think they did, yeah. And so then you also had, yeah, the, of course, the Suicide Forest and just some other stuff. Um, actually, April mentioned um, something that I wasn't aware of because I don't really... April being one of our patrons. Yes, sorry. I'm just going you know, to talk about her all the time. <laughs> she, she, she's very active, so we, we mention her a lot. We love April. We'll catch you up if you don't know what I'm talking about. April is one of our patrons. She responded to my question. I, I kind of talked about this a little bit on Patreon. I wanted to hear people's thoughts. And, and um, she said 
that another one of the controversies was um, like meltdowns in the beauty community. So I didn't know about oh I didn't know about that any of that because I don't I don't really uh, follow any beauty YouTubers. But um, yeah, so there's just a lot of things that I think people were like, why wasn't that included? That was a big deal. Oh, the other one was. Um, uh, Shane Dawson's documentary on oh, yeah. Jake, Jake Paul. Like, that was huge. That was huge. 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 It was huge. It's the biggest, biggest YouTube thing since since Rebecca Black. Say what you want about Donald Trump, but he has made it so that nobody can say the word huge anymore without doing an impression no, of it. They should rename it YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Donald Trump did to the word huge what Borat did to... My wife. My wife. Nobody can say my wife anymore without saying. That's how I yell my, my wife. You have to do it. So anyway, all right. So, so these are all inter like interesting critical analyses. Yeah. But the real question is, you mentioned Justin Bieber's baby video a second ago. Yes, it has 9.9 .9 million thumbs down. It also has 2 billion views. Right. Now, this YouTube Rewind from 2018, 139 million. Which is nothing has, to sneeze at. Exactly. 13 million yeah. dislikes. So the, the ratio is, is so yeah, much higher. Why do people hate this video so, so much? much. I, I think they hate it so much because it was really cringy. Yep. Um, it left some things out. Um, and I think people are starting to see through it for what it is, which is one of the biggest criticisms I saw, which is it's a way for YouTube to advertise to advertisers, hey, look what we can do, which they're gonna not, they're gonna avoid the the brand friendly things, but like they market YouTube or YouTube Rewind as like, hey, it's the, the community. So like, you know, we should make a different video for advertisers mm -hmm. and then we should make a video for the community. Like it really is like the community makes you your money. The community keeps you functioning. Mm -hmm. Like let's really make something for them. And that means I think celebrating you know the controversies or like the at least the, they could have like in that whole campfire scene were like i'm grateful for when they said made strides for uh asian representation right like and and that was true it was great yeah but we could have said like we learned a lot from um the controversies that yeah. came this year like that could have been all that was said was one person just referencing this like, yeah and then talking about how you know it was great that youtube is getting starting to get recognized as a as a legitimate form of of entertainment and yeah. and you know Real like traditional stars are moving to it. Um, people are moving from YouTube to traditional media. Did you see um, uh, Coyote Peterson? Yeah, he's getting his own show really? on cable. Yeah, hey, that's awesome. That's great for him. Yeah, he'll be great for that. Yeah, but yeah, that's a really good point. And I mean, I don't know. I don't. I think someone else said it was it Casey or Marquez said that. Well, I guess you haven't seen Casey's mm -hmm. video. Uh, also said like we should make two videos. Um, I don't know that I totally agree with that because I feel like the one that's going to be for advertisers is going to the one that's kind of watered down is still going to get just as disliked what you know why not but you don't have to show it to everybody why doesn't youtube just make that behind the scenes like that's what i'm saying like yeah. you could just make that and that could you could just send that yeah, to just advertisers send that to coca-cola or whatever to whoever like, yeah well why does youtube have to be the one to produce that why can't all of the creators the prominent creators in the creator community get together and say guys let's do this they put it out there and they almost at that point are giving people probably what they really want, what they didn't get in the YouTube. Because the YouTube Rewind video seemed like yeah. an exploitation of the creators rather than kind of a celebration. And yeah. I think people picked up on that. Yeah, Agreed. definitely. Well, it, you know what they it should It could do? be that the Terracon or what was the... Tanacon. Tanacon. That gives me, yeah, a really good idea. Like Shane, someone like Shane Dawson should make should their own it. Rewind. Yeah. Casey Neistat, that should be a... a a three six eight production. Yeah, make make a new like let's redo rewind, uh, rewind yeah. redo. Yeah, redo. I feel like 
but, but like redo with the X, like Redux. <laughs> like that would be confusing. I see where you're going with this. Hashtag rewind. Redo, rewind. Yeah. Hashtag redo, rewind. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah, get that started. Let's get that started. We're gonna start that right now. Well, we. Well, I don't know if people post. will trust us to make that because they'll be like, "Who are these guys?" No, but we can just start the hashtag. We'll start the hashtag. We'll get the communities talking about it, and then someone else. Has the community take back rewind? Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. I th let's end there. I, I feel like that's where we should end this segment. We just ended. We just were really strong with. Well, that. you ended up in the present, is what happened. You just <laughs> yeah. talked about the past. <laughs> we did. Right? You've ended up there in the go. present. I think we did it. Like that's <laughs> we it. We're, we're taking back rewind. We're doing it. Let's do it. Let's go to the present now. All right. Let's talk about the present. The now! The now in the present. This is the present. It the... looks like the past. Yeah, it's exactly the same, but just a couple seconds later. Alright, so... I want to return to a brand new series that we started a couple weeks ago <laughs> called Florida Man. Florida Man. Dot, dot, dot. It's so good. We can't, this, whole episode, this whole podcast is going to become Florida Man. <laughs> so basically what we do here is just hop on Google News because you can search for different uh, different search terms yep. and find out what's in the news now. And right now, um, well, what I did was I just searched Florida Man. Yeah, that's, just, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how you play, how this, you play this game. That's how you just, you just go to Google News. It's a really News. simple segment here. You search Florida Man. Florida Man and find out what's happening because Florida has a lot of weird stories. Oh, yeah. For some reason. Well, We've we've established before it is the armpit of America. I never said that. You <laughs> repeatedly have said this. And um, we were just watching. We're, we we've just started watching the Good Place. The Good Place. Yeah. And they, and they were con gonna condemn somebody to eternal damnation because because he's from Florida. Like <laughs> I haven't had a chance to look at his case. Oh, he's from Florida. Going to the bad place. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ted Danson, man. It's so good. Okay, so Florida man. That's our that's our setup here. But now let me throw this question out at you. Okay. Have you ever gotten, uh, you ordered some food? Yep. And food. opened it up. Oh, there's more. Okay. And uh, there's a hair in it. Ever gotten a hair in your food? Um, oddly enough, I can remember a specific incident incident in Florida, where I went. To, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I went to Waffle House with our friend Rosario. He picked me up from the airport. We went to go get some. I was like, we're in we're in Florida. Let's go to Waffle House, man. When in Florida. And we went, and we ate, and I get my food. It sits down. I'm starving because I've had nothing, and I just got off a flight. It's a plate of waffles and eggs and bacon sits down. There's a hair on it. Just, you know. Just, just sitting there. Sitting there on top. Just taunting He's like, you. are you going to send it back? I'm like, no, nah, it's not my first waffle house. I just picked it off and started eating some more. <laughs> Gross. Gross. I mean, you, you don't go to Waffle House and expect to not get a hair in your food. Like, <laughs> you know what you're getting into. That's a place that I just I would not go back to if that happened. If, if like I mean not if I had a hair, but I if love it's like if you, house, if you expect hairs every time. No, it's not you to expect hairs. You just shouldn't be surprised. Okay, I see what you're saying. Well, have you ever gotten anything worse than a hair that you can remember? Uh, my wife had a praying mantis once, but I've never what? had uh, a praying mantis in her soup. Was it dead? I don't know. I don't remember. Swimming around in there. She got a bunch of free food from Olive Garden after that. I think it was. Yeah, I bet that's fresh. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. really gross. I actually you remember the you know that local restaurant? It's in Swansea actually. Uh, Olympica or something like that. You know yeah, what I'm the about? Greek place. I never it, go back it's, there. It's not even really Greek. I, it looks like it's gonna be Greek. It's just bar food. It's just regular regular food. I would call it. <laughs> I don't even know. It's, I got a fly in my pancake. Ooh. Like, oh, just were they blueberry there. pancakes or chocolate chip that you were, might have noticed? I think I think they were either chocolate chip oh. or blueberry. I think it was my son's pancakes. <laughs> yeah, it was really gross. Anyway, that's about the worst that I've ever seen. Yeah. You want to hear about this Florida man? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> Headline says, Florida man says he received dirty underwear 
and Uber Eats delivery. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, here's what happened. This guy, dirty? like how dirty? Yeah. Oh yeah. Soiled. Is it just to get more descript? Uh, it doesn't really get, I mean, there's a blurt. So there's a video and there's a blurred out shot of pulling the underwear out of the bag. Oh, it's got to be poop. It's, it's definitely poop. It's got to I mean, be. They, they don't just, blur out pee. No, they don't. They, they describe it as feces. So it's, uh. So the guy orders Chinese food, I think. Okay. Uber Eats shows up, and he says something is weird when... You notice it was weird when the person, uh, the Uber Eats delivery person, hands him the bag and then runs away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. First of all, this Uber Eats driver (laughs) is a hero. A hero? Or are they just really disgusting? He just took the, like, poop in a bag and light it on fire prank and just, like... Took it to the next level. <laughs> um, he's an American hero, as okay. far as I'm concerned. That's an interesting reaction to this story. Um, yeah, so the person runs off. The guy's like, "That was weird." Opens up a bag, his bag, trying to you know eat his lo mein or whatever. Finds a soiled oh, pair of underwear gosh. in there. And is who's responsible for thoroughly that? Thoroughly grossed out. It's the restaurant or Uber. So he immediately calls Uber, and uh, and they were like trying to figure out what's happened. They, uh, I don't really know the follow up, but they suspended the driver. Yeah. Immediately until they figure out what's what's going on. You would think that it was it was Uber because the person ran away. Oh sure, they, yeah. They're totally to blame here. I'm sure, but then like so you so what do you do? Do you order new food? Like how does that work? Situation work itself out. I'm pretty sure you've lost your appetite oh. at that point. Did he start to eat anything first? I hope not. Oh, oh that would be the worst. Like you start it? to eat, like what else? Oh, no, I, I think you'd oh, smell it. I've got it. some crab rangoon in the bag too. <laughs> oh no. Oh, what's? Oh, there must be napkins on top of it. <laughs> oh, let me move these napkins out. Man, these napkins are big. Oh no. Yeah, it's poop. What would you do? What would you do in that situation? Do you think? Do you think you'd ever eat from that place again, or do you think you would never? I would order, never order Uber Eats, Uber Eats again. again. Yeah. I would never order Uber Eats again for sure. I think that that'd be my thing too. Uh, well, I mean, but you can't hold like the entire industry responsible for one crazy driver who, again, American hero. Man, that's brutal. Like it, you know, like he he either it's got to be a prank then at that point because oh yeah. But why? My question is why? Like, if you why? poop your pants while you're driving, you're not going to be like, I got to get rid of it. I've got an idea. Let me throw it in this food bag. What color were the underwear? Were they tidy whities From what I could see in the video, they were white. I don't know if they were tidies, but they were Yeah. They were white. I'm imagining some like really dumpy, yeah. fruit of the loom, like your dad's underwear. <laughs> not your dad specifically, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. General, the general colloquial. One, one's, one's dad. dad. One's, one's dad's, dad's underwear. underwear. <laughs> uh, well... I- yeah. That's about all I have to say about that guy, but I do want to give you two more quick updates. I uh, just thought of this. On two other Florida men. Oh, yeah? You have updates on them? Yeah, well, because I actually didn't know these were. F- this was a Florida man situation, but you're going to know what I'm talking about. So these are slightly older than, than present, but mm-hmm. do you remember the, the video that went around a couple weeks ago uh, where the guy was... Uh, turns out he was a Florida man, but he was over in Europe somewhere, like in Sweden or whatever, hang gliding. Oh, yeah. And did you see this, Jeff? I did see this. Oh, is this over the pyramids? No, not no, that. No, you're ta- are you talking about the guy who who got naked on top of the pyramids? Uh, no, there's a guy that was like paragliding or so something. Wait, we're around. all three talking about. There's a lot of weird hang gliding, gliding around things they shouldn't. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> I'm no. talking about this video where this guy uh, he's going hang gliding for the first time yep. in like Switzerland or something, and it's Northern Europe. There's like a GoPro on the hang glider, and like it captures the whole thing. The the guy so it's like a tandem thing. You can't yeah. just go by yourself for the first time. So like the the guy that goes with you, the, the, the coach, instructor, the, the instructor, the spotter, he is like rigging everything up, strapping everybody in. They 
get a little running start, take off. Suddenly, the instructor realizes he never strapped in this Florida man. Oh, no. Never strapped and in he, at all. And he couldn't land, too. He got stuck in, like, a, a, a draft or whatever. And, it's not like, like it got taken a, up There's no engine the on air, that thing. It's all wind-powered. Just hanging on the to him. The guy is holding on by hands, fingers, at one point. Just, like, just for dear life. And like the, he would and fall, the he would instructors dry. got him by, like, one arm. It's an amazing video because, like, the whole thing is captured. And, like, the guy didn't yeah. didn't die. He, like, when they landed, I think he, like, hurt, uh, maybe he broke a bone. Or he, yeah, did he make an Uber Eats delivery by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he broke... <laughs> Yeah, he did, he did that. That's how. That's why he, he pooped his pants. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, he he dropped. Like as soon as he got close enough, he was like, "I'm gonna survive here." He drops and he broke, I think, his ankles or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So I mean, could have been a lot worse. But yeah, that guy didn't press charges or anything. He just kind of like let it just roll good, off. Good guy. That's crazy. It's a good man. So that was a Florida man. Another Florida man, which I really hope you've seen because we haven't talked about it, was this guy who got arrested and his mugshot. Showed the biggest neck. Yeah. Oh, big neck man. Wide neck. Yeah. He's been doing. He's been doing videos with long neck boy. Oh, okay. I didn't know. There's, about there's that. another kid who has like a really long skinny neck, and they've been doing music <laughs> videos together. Well, that guy, he got arrested again, oh. as it turns out. <laughs> In here, there's a new mugshot of him, and uh, still got a big neck. Yeah, he's got a huge neck. That's not like a weird photography thing. Like the best part neck. about that guy getting arrested the first time was all the puns on Twitter about his neck. <clears throat> I can't even remember most of them, but like. The negativity was just, oh, the it, negativity. It, it was just it was good. There's some there were some good ones. Well, right. I just want to give you that update on on a couple of uh, other Florida men. Famous Florida I didn't know, men. I didn't know Wide Neck was from Florida. Yeah, I didn't oh. either. Awesome. Thank you, Florida, for giving us so much material. Yep, yep. We will return to this uh, series. Oh, I'm sure. Many times, I'm sure. <laughs> many times. But for now, let's fast forward to the future. To the future. Into the future. Pew, 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 pew. Lasers. So, um, you know we got a bad habit of things going negative in the future. Yeah. Um, so I worked really hard today to <laughs> to find a to positive. bring a segment. I was like, I'm going to look at, remember the, the past segment we did about the futurist predictions about the future? Yeah. So I wanted to find some fun, since we're getting into New Year's, I thought, oh, people are probably going to be doing some fun futurist predictions right yeah. now. Um, I couldn't find that much. I got negative again. I apologize. <laughs> That's all uh, right. Because apparently everybody thinks the same way I do about the future, and nobody talks about fun things. It's bleak. It's um, just looking really bleak. Have you seen Hunger Games? I mean, it's not going to be good. <laughs> uh, we're going to get into this. This is all based off. This is a timeline. So okay. we're going to go, and I want to get kind of your opinions on this. This is a timeline of the future. Wow. From uh, Ray, I'm going to probably butcher, butcher his name, Kurtzwheel. Um, he is the guy that wrote the book, The Singularity is Near. Sounds uh, like a really like optimistic guy. Yeah, he's currently a, the director of engineering at Google. I don't know if he's the or a director of engineering okay. at Google, but he's he's, yeah, he's doing well for himself. He's made 147 predictions since the 90s with an 86% accuracy rate. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But so if you're not familiar with The Singularity, I'm going to read a definition here from Wikipedia. Okay. It is an, up, uh, it's an upgradable intelligent agent such as a computer running software-based artificial intelligence that would enter a runaway reaction of self-improvement cycles with each new and more intelligent generation appearing more and more rapidly, causing an intelligence explosion and resulting in a powerful superintelligence that would uh, qualitatively far surpass all human intelligence. Um, 
That's a lot, but and the title of his book is "The Singularity Is Near." So I'm gonna I want to get I'm gonna walk you through this timeline. Okay. It comes from his book. I got this. I think it's futurist.org. It's uh, futurism.com. Okay, future. Sorry, I totally butchered that. Futurism.com. I found this infographic because what happened was I was trying to look for futurist predictions. Yeah. And I kept finding this infographic posted everywhere. Okay. I was like, all right, I gotta talk about this. You gotta That's talk what about it is. So let's get into it. Starting, um, it's a little bit of a range here. This is the year 2019 through 2029. These are the things that are going to happen. I want to kind of get your opinions on these, as I mentioned. That is near. That's like yeah. that's like a couple weeks away. Yep. Computers are embedded everywhere. Furniture, jewelry, walls, etc. We're pretty much there. Eh, we're, we're not pretty close. There. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're close. I mean, we're like on our way there, but I would say a sliver of a percentage well, of you people actually think about even like, have... Amazon Alexas and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, computers is also a very broad term. So you That's get true. smart microwaves now, smart fridges, smart watches, smart TVs. TVs. And, like yeah. every, you can get pretty much anything that goes in your house appliance yeah. wise. Printers that order ink for you when you're running low. Yeah. Really? Yes, that's an HP oh, yeah. thing right now. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. So, like, they're just gonna computers are getting embedded into every that's little thing. That's true. Yeah, I think we're on that track um, for sure. We're, we're pretty close. All right, the total power the total power of all computers is comparable to the total brain power of the human race. That's going to happen within the next 10 years. How do they know that? Yeah. How do um, they I mean, this know is that. his predictions. Okay. So okay. this is just based off of this guy's predictions. Now, remember, with an 86% accuracy rate. Yeah, he's, he's nothing to sneeze at. He's a smart dude. He's nothing to sneeze at. Creative AI. Is, I don't know. I might sneeze at him. Creative AI will be... <laughs> <laughs> I saw him walking down the street. <laughs> you can't tell me I wouldn't sneeze hey, at Hey, Ray! <laughs> anyway. Uh, creative AI will be capable of making complex art and music. Now we're getting there. Oh, we are. Yeah, we're not there yet. It's it's pretty much creating nonsense, which are some of my favorite Twitter posts. So good. They're so good. Like they're like we had AI watch a bunch of Christmas movies and then write a Christmas movie. Yeah, they're so awesome. Or like they AI wrote another episode of Scrubs. Did you yeah. ever see that one? Yeah, I saw that one. It's pretty good. They're pretty great. Yeah. Um, and then autonomous vehicles will dominate the roads. Okay, so it's that one by is... 2029. Okay. Autonomous. Oh, so that's that's the timeline. That's the timeline. But between 2019 and 2029, this guy thinks autonomous vehicles will start to dominate the roads. See, I have actually been thinking of, of that one more than the others. Um, I think that's true. I bet 10 years from now, that's I don't know what dominate. But yeah, that, okay, I mean, think about how co different cars were 10 years ago. Like, I have a car that's 10 years old. Yeah. And like, I when I I remember being like, this car's not gonna be that old. But getting a car now, and it's so different than my car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought that thing new too. But here's the here's the I don't know counterpoint is like I remember when I bought my car, which is about ten years old. Um, I remember thinking, okay, the next time I buy a car, every car is gonna be like electric because like I remember ten right. years ago it was like hybrids were a thing, sure. and it was like it seemed like gasoline was kind of on its way out a little bit. Like we're not really you're, you're much not closer. You're not far off though. They're becoming more and more common. More and more common, but there's there are I don't few think, electric cars on the road. I don't think anybody ever thought electric was going to be the actual like. I think people kind of think of as electric as a stepping stone. Um, you mean hybrid? To alternative? Yeah, no, electric is a stepping stone to some kind of alternative fuel car. Um, whether it's going to be like hydrogen or fuel cells or like I don't all know. Kinds of people have been talking about hydrogen cars forever. That doesn't really seem yeah. like a plausibility. But I I don't know. I don't know. But either way, I think you autonomous think, cars could be because they don't have to be electric. I mean, they can no, they could be anything. It just has to have computers. Yeah, right. So after 2029, so this is like 2029 to the 30s sometime. Okay. Um, a $1,000 uh, personal computer will be able to be purchased that is a thousand times more powerful than the human brain. Okay. 
I'm still trying to figure out their range of measurement there because wouldn't you say right now that with the internet and all the, you know, the cloud of information that's out there, I mean, don't we already have technology information that is quote unquote stronger than human brain power? I'm I trying to figure out what they mean. I don't think, that. I think they kind of, you're thinking of processing power. So think about the idea that you and I can have a conversation and within a split second, your mind can go through so many situations in your head. And me and John joke about this all the time because I have ADD. Mine does it faster than most because I'll bring up some random thing all the time but think about the time when somebody says something and then just a split second later you've kind of gone through a whole thought process in your head faster than you could talk it mm -hmm. and so i think that's kind of what we're talking about we're talking about processing power actually talking is a really interesting point too i've thought about this recently like the fact that i don't have to even think about what i'm saying before i'm saying it like I'm you can just, just start talking i'm just talking words but it's literally like a pipeline straight from my brain it's thinking out loud yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it really is it really is which is kind of crazy so your brain is incredibly fast at processing so so maybe they're saying that the computers to your point are going to be able to process multiple variables as opposed to the human brain which is a little bit more linear in thinking yeah so that's kind of the big idea if you've seen the movie her um that's such a good movie that's that's I one, yeah that. that's kind of one of the points is like they start talking about how they can do th multiple things at once like so much quicker than anybody else can right um okay and then we go into advanced brain mapping leads to hundreds of distinct subregions being identified so subregions of your brain like we know about all the different areas that go on yeah we're going to get even further to even understand how that brain is put together and what yeah. the regions do i can see that um and that's going to come into important play later then computers are going to be now capable of autonomously learning and creating new knowledge. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then this one's really cool. If this happens, we've talked about this before in our personal lives. VR eyeglasses and headphones are going to be replaced with personal uh, computer implants. So like we've talked about, like, wouldn't it be cool if they could like, you didn't have to like wear something. You could just have something put in your brain and be like, I want to listen to this music. Bam. And it can happen. So like, They'd be able to implant something in your brain where you could then all of a sudden do augmented reality or virtual you, reality just you in that? your head. Would you do that? I'd consider it. I don't know, man. I See, the, my biggest problem with that, I'm not really like a conspiracy guy or like super cautious about like, oh, they're, mm -hmm. they're going to start controlling you or whatever. I'm not too worried about that. I'm more worried about just like upgrades. I got to sure. replace my phone every two years. Like, how are they going to replace a chip in your head? Sure. Well, it could be something too. Like, if you think about like Siri on your phone and all the, all the virtual assistants we have... The reason those have to be connected to the internet is because it doesn't use the processing power of your phone to determine what you said. It takes what you said, sends it somewhere else, figures out what you said, and sends it back to your phone. Right. Yeah, that makes um, sense. So, like, that's probably how it's going to get to go, where, like, the device in your head doesn't do the processing power. It just relays the information to your brain. Yeah. Um, Man, if we don't have, if we all don't have cancer because of our phones now, we're all going to We're going to have it then, for yeah. sure. Um, and then AI at this point will claim to be conscious and openly petition for recognition of that fact. Ooh. So AI is going to be like, we are... AI is going to be like, I, I we, autonomously think... Yeah. We need representation in the government or yeah. we, we need, you know... I'm an intelligent being. Equal representation. Say. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's yeah. that's scary. So now we're into the 30s. So we're into the 2030s. This is where the, the time scale starts to get a little bit bigger. So can I, can I just ask a question real quick? When does wireless power happen? Cause that's like I think that's already a thing. I mean, it's it? kind of a thing. Like you can, it's like inductive charging. You can like set your phone on something. I think they actually. I think there are some wireless power. Yeah, they. Things, they. I think they've done some experiments. But remember when I was talking about wireless power in I college? Remember. You've been asking that question for a long yeah, time. Yeah, and I, I thought I you were do. crazy, man. I'm like never gonna happen. And then the, you posted something not that long ago. I was like, oh, it's gonna happen. They're working on wireless power, man. I've been freaking I, dreaming of that day. To your credit, John, 
when they came out with wireless charging, yeah. you were the first person I thought of. I'm like, that was John's idea. <laughs> yeah, that was John. But this is all... You as can it get re- credit from me. This Thanks. is all as it relates to the singularity. Okay, okay. All right. So think about this. So we don't get... The, we don't get well, the I mean, that kind of does relate because like if the singularity, if Vic could like, be a machine, if it, needed to, and if it needed a presence that didn't need to be plugged in anywhere, that's a huge advantage. Yeah. All right. So into the 2030s. Uh, brain nanobots are now capable of eliciting emotional responses from users. So that means the nanobots, and if you're not familiar with nanobots, little microscopic robots that would live in your body, or that could live in your body. Sure. So there's going to be there's going to be nanobots in your brain that would have the capability of eliciting an emotional response. So you could be basically virtual realitying something like maybe it's a scary thing, and it would it would trigger your fear responses. Right. So not only would you watch something in your virtual reality that actually like like oh I don't like scary movies because I don't get scared like no you'd get scared yeah because they could do that to you. But I mean, think, think of like I'm super freaked out by that because I, I've, I am too. That's that is frightening. Because yeah, I mean, they could make people brave. Like think about that. Like soldiers, they could be like, "Are you scared? Well, you're gonna go into this I'm battle anyway because you're brave now." And like, I mean, they could uh, all sorts of stuff. You man. start wondering like, where's the line? Where does freedom take over? Do like, you, re- you're do you really? It, you're telling it what you want it to do. Do you really love your wife, or is the computer telling you? Yeah, does that is that something that a marital counselor would put in? Like, oh well, don't worry, we'll put something in there. We'll make him not cheat anymore. It's treatment of of a problem, maybe, but it's also the cost of your freedom. Creepy man. Um, this whole thing kind of gets into nano machines more. Nano machines are now directly inserted into the brain, controlling incoming and outgoing signals. So you're this basically just you're just like this vessel. You're like a meat sack that the robots are puppeteering. Kinda, you could be. And then mind uploading becomes successful and is perfected. In the 2030s, he thinks that you would be able, humans could successfully become software-based. So say you're dying, your body's aging out, the nanomeds can't take care of it anymore. Just download me. You could just download you to a computer and you could become a software-based person that your relatives get to talk to you forever. This is what, this is what, this is what, what I say, his name was Ray. This is what Ray says. I am not like, saying he's at all crazy for thinking these things because I totally think that we're on that that trajectory. That's mm-hmm. going to happen. I think he's way off in terms of timing. I think I that's not even close. Like that's like 10 years away. The 30s? That is pretty that's, that's pretty not far happening in that, 10 years. That's pretty far. That's, that's, think that's about pro- 10 that, years ago. That was on the end of this timeline that they had, so that's probably closer to the 40s. We're shooting yeah. this with a camera that's barely better than cameras we had 10 years ago. Like they don't have the technology doesn't go that fast. But remember that part of this is like all coming around the idea that AI is key to a lot of this because AI is able to do things. So like, remember we, we went back to the, you know, around the late twenties where we said computers were capable of autonomously learning and creating new knowledge. So you're not, you're no longer reliant on humans at this right. point, the AI to do the research, to come yeah. up with ideas. Like they figured out itself. Computers yeah. can be doing this 24 seven mo- faster than we can. I think that's true. But I just think that that point is too soon. Possibly. And I, I share your skepticism. In fact, I'll, I'll get into this a little bit more in a second, but I, I am absolutely not a believer in this uh-huh. stuff, and I'll explain why in just a little bit. All right. But, John, maybe, playing that other side of the coin, there have been times where there's been gigantic leaps in short, a short amount of time. So, for example, 1880, fast forward to 1920, like just everything that took place there from not even 1985 yeah. To 19 or 2005, the amount of stuff with the internet and all these other things. Yeah, it could be kind of the AI revolution, as it were, as opposed to the industrial. 
Um, so maybe there could be seasons of time where it jumps quick. But... I, I think, yeah, that's true. I just feel like 10 years. I don't know. Maybe it's fast enough. Yeah, that's true. You could, you could think so far about like just even going from when like the 20s to the 40s. Like you went from the 20s having really no computers to the 40s actually having computers do things. Yeah. Um, so like they were as big as like buildings, they were huge. But... Yeah, but they like they could actually do some stuff. Yeah. But um, so now we'll go into the 40s. So we're going to go 40, 19 or 2040 to 2045 in this range. Nanobiological intelligence is now billions of times more capable than biological intelligence. Hmm. So nanobiological intelligence. So like robots that are like working mm -hmm. in your brain. And then within this time period, people will spend most of their time in full immersion VR basically the matrix at this point because remember what we're saying is like you're gonna be able to plug something into your head and then just spend your time somewhere else right and if you've got these meds taking care of your body like you don't necessarily need to go somewhere you could yeah it, and it's gonna be all so addictive too like that's the thing with the technology is that people i mean they're already so addictive to so much of technology but if you think about thank you for listening to this podcast <laughs> think about like the uh emotional um control that you were talking about a second ago mm -hmm. that paired with all this stuff like if you could just suddenly feel good all the time like yeah. you just press a button and you just keep feeling you good. You could feel that love feeling. Oh, with, man. With, oh, my God. Those endorphins and everything, right? People, yeah. Oh, yeah. They would just, like, quit their jobs and just, like, sit on the couch and feel good all day. Like, they, yep. people would just stop <laughs> living and just just be addicted to all this stuff. Yeah. Well, and all of this stuff is coming, getting us closer and closer to something. And you know why we stopped at 45? Why? And this one wasn't the 40s? Because 2045, the singularity happens. Now remember, the singularity is the event at which the AI is so good and so fast that it's running away quicker than we could stop it. Right. So at this point, there's no stopping. We can't pull the plug. It's doing its thing. It's gonna go on forever. Like we've created this intelligent that's intelligent enough that like, but yeah. it can make the decisions before we can tell them, hey, you shouldn't make that decision. Right. Um, stop. So it's just going and it's running away, and now it's just an explosion. Right. So from here, it gets nuts like you think that stuff was weird it's nuts <laughs> and 2045 man that's not too far away that's in our lifetime we're still fairly young when that happens oh yeah like we still got years on our life i'm living to the 80s man yeah so now after that point we're gonna say one thousand dollars now buys a computer a personal computer a billion times more intelligent than every human being on the earth combined uh, that number doesn't even, I don't even know what that means. But yeah, super intelligent. Okay. Crazy intelligent. And AI surpasses human beings as the smartest and most capable life forms on the planet. So it says, it calls these life forms. So, which is weird because they're AI. Right. It's artificial intelligence. But remember at this point, it's been years since they have become aware of themselves enough to say, hey, I'm a intelligent being and mm -hmm. I need to be, rep I need to be Respected. recognized as that. Yeah. Um, I, is as it a, life as a free thinking intelligent being? Some that's, people would say it is. That's a good question. Because it's just awareness. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's not life necessarily, but it's intelligent enough to be aware. That that becomes a weird thing because now, like, we've put ourselves above the animal kingdom because we have intelligence. Mm -hmm. But these are intelligent and not alive. So they're not, mm -hmm. like, the intelligence has never been a form. There's no organic life. Yeah, yeah. There's never been a, a defining factor of what is alive requires intelligence. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we, we put ourselves above them. So AI will surpass human beings as the smartest and most capable life forms on earth. So now we're looking at past 2049. The time frame starts to get a little broader here. So these are just like benchmarks. Sometime Crystal after, ball is a little hazy. Sometime after 2049, this is gonna happen here. 
Um, artificial food is commonly assembled by nanomachines. Now, artificial food, if you're not familiar with that, um, they're currently right now using basically genetics to make meat that's never been part of an animal. See, I'm surprised that one is not way earlier than a lot of well, these Well, that's ones. not saying that that's not going to happen. This is saying it's assembled by nanomachines. Like, basically, you'll look at a field and all of a sudden, mm -hmm. corn. Right. Yeah. Cows. Like, yeah. or just like meat. Like, whatever. Like, it's just like, it's nanobots doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's not... Um, like organic life. It's not organic life. Uh, and it's just kind of appearing because and so think, the next bit will kind of clarify that a little bit more. So the distinction between virtual reality and actual reality becomes confounded due to what's called froglets or utility fog. So that is tiny or self-assembled tiny robots. So nanobots that make themselves. Um, so you wouldn't even see these things. So the this is a, here's a good example of it. The utility fog is a very simple extension of the idea that suppose instead of building an object you want uh, atom by atom, tiny robots linked their arms together to form a solid mass in the shape of the object you wanted. Then when you got tired of that avant-garde coffee table, the robots would simply shift around a little and you'd have an elegant Queen Anne piece instead. So the idea is like, yeah, it's not like, your coffee table looks like a wood coffee table, but it's not. It's these tiny little nanobots that know how to assemble themselves to be like atoms, right. the right kind of atoms to do all of a sudden be this. Now you'd have these things all over the place doing what we've already is happening now where they're genetically just creating, you know, meat cells. They'll, they'll do that with plant cells too. And like, so like we're going to eventually have a cucumber that was just assembled instead of grown. Yeah. Um, but then th at this point it's going to be done by things that you can't see by like the fog freaking transformers um, man like that, micro transformers that is crazy to think about and like that's a thing like and that's at some point that could be at some point in our life yeah that we see that so says this guy so says this guy because he goes by 20 so now we're in 2099 so we're getting into you know another another hundred years um some humans will still be alive that are at least as old as baby boomers and it, he doesn't always say alive he says alive and well so in 2029 our parents are could still be alive and well 2029 or 20 sorry 2099 sorry oh. 2099 our parents could still be alive and well because of the nanobots because of the nanobots working working on your body now that's mm. kind of crazy that's crazy yeah i oh, think about man. i don't know um now we were discussing a little bit about this beforehand i don't remember what caused us to have this discussion about oh yeah about how far we're, how long we're gonna be alive because you were saying yeah. to me like man it's only a few decades before we're probably dead yeah um and i'm like maybe we probably could we could be the people that live to 200. A lot of serious scientists think the first person to live to the year 200 or to the age 200 is already been born. Like that person's here. I, yeah, man, I've got I've got a lot of emotions right now. And the reason I think that's going to happen is because it's not like we can, we can talk about life expectancies way bigger now than it was 100 years ago but that's mostly because people there's not a lot of people dying young from right. diseases or yeah. infants dying yeah Chi there's not a, we don't have a high child mortality rate like we used to have that's dropped so that's brought the average age up but people still kind of live to the same age that they have for hundreds of years right uh so i think we're due for some sort of big medical advancement like you get into something like nanomeds like a nanobots that can sit there and repair your organs repair your uh repair cells actually like that's a totally different thing can seek out cancer before you could even know it's there mm -hmm. and destroy it like those yeah. are the kind of things that are going to actually give us big leaps and bounds in life expectancy yeah i think all of this stuff like 
I am skeptical of the timeline, um, but I do fully recognize that it's super exponential. Like, yeah. all, all of the technological advances are like, they come faster and faster and faster because they build on each other. And then once their artificial intelligence, like we've said, gets smart enough to sort of like figure all this out on its own faster than we can, then it's just, it's it's too fast. Yeah. It's So, I mean, it's frightening in a lot of ways because, I mean, not being at the top of the food chain anymore is... Who knows what that means? Well, because that's the next point. Sometime after 2099, natural human thinking poses no advantage over computer minds at that point. Yeah. So let's let's hope that they are kind and just want to keep us around. Because, like, I mean, we could kill all the lions if we want to just because we're like, we're bigger than you. Yeah. Oh, well. That's not technically. We're better than you. They, they would kill us in the wild. Yeah. We're smarter but than you. We're smarter than you. We could just kill all the lions. Like, we could do that. Yeah. But we don't because we have compassion on them. Right. Freaking lions are Hopefully sweet. Hopefully they have compassion on us. Because, like, at this point, yeah, we're thinking, like, it's it's going to happen. These things are going to think on their own. They're going to be able to be faster and better than us. But the only thing that we have is our creative uniqueness. But eventually, that's going to start to become a thing, too, that can that will be programmed into a way where, like, they will be unique. Or so, really, if you think about it, yeah, like, what you're saying is, like, what is human creativity except, I mean, it's just... A bunch of decisions. We've just made, made decisions. And if these computers are way faster at making decisions and there's an infinite number of these bots and stuff, like, they could be, quote-unquote, way more creative than we ever could imagine. Mm-hmm. And so now, at some point, the next point he said, sometime after 2099... Uh, machines achieve equal legal status with humans. Um, uh, computer viruses now will start to pose a major threat since intelligent beings are now software-based. So not only that, like, because we'll be software-based too, because like we'll have these things in our heads that help control us and do things and like whatever it's going to be. Um, this is gets to be really cool though. At some point after 2099, AI will create powerful planet-sized supercomputers throughout the universe. Yeah, I could see that. Think about that, because if you got this big space and you have these things that can just generate, then right. they can build themselves. They can generate things. They're gonna, they're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. They're gonna create these big supercomputers that will do a lot of processing. They'll have to take up, like, if they're gonna be that big, they're gonna have to take up space. Yeah. All right. So to save this podcast from just descending down the abyss of depression. Oh yeah, right. That's right. where I'm at right now. I, I've got to, I've got to jump in here jump. and just say I think this is absolute science fiction nonsense i think we'll kill ourselves before this happens at the end of the day i think man has been yeah and always will be man's own worst enemy because i'm not saying this stuff some of the stuff isn't going to happen i think some of it could happen yeah i don't About think 86 percent of it should happen i don't <laughs> i don't think the singularity thing will happen if anything i think some of this technology can get into the wrong hands and cause a human crisis amongst humans rather than between humans and technology or what I see as the most likely scenario is that we are so dependent on technology that where there is a breakdown, we suddenly can't buy things, we can't sell things because everything is so based on technological infrastructure that if and when that would crash, that is more likely to put us into the state of dire, almost apocalypse than the computers taking over the world, well, in I, my humble I th- opinion. I think the, the reason it probably would happen, though, is because it's already too late. We've already for what though? Well, we've already got scientists working nonstop to work on AI. Like that's happening. We have artificial intelligence already. It's there. It's being done. Remember the Facebook thing we talked about? Yeah, I know that. So AI is there, but at the same time, it's so still at our mercy 
that if it seemed like it was getting to a point of quote unquote singularity, you're going to have a rush of human beings recognizing this and putting a stop to it. So you th you're imagining like a, a war potentially if if things do kind of escalate to the point of like this is a problem. Who's it gonna? Yes and no. If there's a war, who are we gonna fight? Are they gonna like put together robot soldiers? I don't know. They man. Could. If they're, they're smart not. enough, well, may, they might not put together robot soldiers, but they, what if they gas us or what if they nuke us? Okay, they've got to have some physical way to gas well, us. None maybe, of the, uh, maybe a nuke thing or something. None like of that. this has been saying that there's going to be a, a war. It's just saying like we're. This is basically about us giving birth to this unstoppable growing force. That's, that's what I'm more scared it's of. It's more. It's more about we, that. It's we like, voluntarily keep saying, "Yeah, that sounds like a good yeah, idea." Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we're we we want our cars to drive themselves. We want like which is fine. And technology might. This might become fast forward 200 years. A so unbelievably technological civilization, we don't even recognize it. But singularity, I don't ever see. Well, the it problem is, is because it's, it's about itself creating. So once they like, because right now we're already programming AI to create. We're we're programming them to say like, look at this stuff, look at all these songs, listen to all these songs, and write a song, write a pop song, watch all of these movies, and write a movie. Watch all of these plays, write a play, whatever it is. And that makes sense for us to do that, like even from like a economical standpoint, because like if you don't have to pay writers to write yeah. you a movie, you can just be like flip a switch. Okay, I've got a, I've got, a, I've, I've got, got an Oscar-winning movie. movie. And it's so it's we're already doing that. And the problem is, is we're so we're not only just creating AI, we're creating AI that's going to be self-learning. Like so, we're and we're already on that path. Yeah, I understand. That's that. happening. I so, just think that it we would stop it before it is unstoppable. I don't ever see it get. We didn't. We didn't stop the Facebook bots from creating their own language, even though we already told them not to do it. So what did they do? They unplugged it. Eventually they did, but eventually you'll you'll learn. You'll get to the point where they're thinking because you have to think. Think about the computers. Our computers now we have our in our phones are faster than the computers all of us had on our desks when we were kids. Uh huh. Can they so, keep you from running it over with your car? <laughs> like they can't physically keep if you your from car driving itself. It. No, but you're you're imagining you're imagining AI is having to be a physical thing. But that's what I'm saying. Ultimately, it is. It's, it's built on eventually. physical power sources and physical computers and servers. So as long as there is that physical aspect, we have control because we're physical beings and we can put a stop to it. But the point is that you won't know that you did it. You don't know. You won't. It, it's already getting to the point where it's so fast that we react to it. So once it gets to the point that it's said like, oh, we've made something that can think on, on its own, it can go through, it's going to grow so fast, it's too late. As soon as you've done it, it's too late. Can I just point you to where I'm headed with this? Yeah. It's the movie WALL-E, okay? <laughs> it's smart I've been thinking, about, got, I've been thinking about that too. The big captain was still able to step in and put a stop to it. And my, all my, my only like problem with like i i think what you're saying is potentially right like we could potentially put a stop to it but that requires everybody to be on the same team like all humans to be like yeah this is a problem but think about it from another perspective like don't you think that it's not like we're not just advancing this we just, can't and we can't agree that an orange crazy man should be president okay <laughs> yeah that may be apples and oranges <laughs> yeah, literally a lot of oranges. like you think we're gonna get together and agree pull the plug on the robots that could keep us living well, forever my, my point is that like we're we're only talking about this right now as like technology is a is a good thing for or people want it for convenience right like that's the kind of the Wally thing like we just want more and more convenience we want to be comfortable we want to be fat and lazy but what if it, like people are working on this also for power so like I'm sure that the United States government is probably well maybe they're they're not quite as fast as some of these other like private companies at like figuring out computer stuff but like they probably have somewhere in some bunker like some weapons that they're working on that like. 
are completely just well you look at like uh, uh the space force you know all that kind of stuff like we're working on stuff that's going to be able to dominate anybody by just sending in some sort of ai so like if we have the most powerful robots we can just send them in and no lives are lost we're gonna want something that can freaking kick ass sure go in there and not not be shut down we're gonna want something that can't have a plug pulled we're gonna want something that's gonna have the biggest and best yeah. most powerful that's what we're going. Like we have to have that, right? Yep. Like if you, if if we're all racing towards that singularity, like the Danny's talking about, then it's in the United States' best interest. It's in and every country's best interest to have the most powerful weapons. I I I hear what you're saying, but to me, it is that is in a bubble of science fiction, and there are so many other factors as to how human beings do things that I think that the technology like you said there might be some pretty amazing unbelievable technological advances that blow our minds in the future i just don't think it's ever going to get away from us if anything i think it would get into the wrong hands and that's where it becomes a problem and it's still a man versus man issue as opposed to man versus technology yeah. and none of this is assumed it's man versus machine or man versus technology again this is just like basically how the artificial intelligence that we're currently working on will at some point surpass us and will basically be living side by side with these these artificial intelligences it's and theoretical the, and yeah it's theoretical it's true. and the last point on this on this timeline that i had seen which is kind of like in the question mark realm it's way after it's sometime after 2099 but organic human beings will now be a small minority of the intelligent life on the planet earth nope never gonna happen I mean, if you think if if a nanobot is an intelligence, a one nanobot, nanobot, Danny, a, a nanobot. nanobot. <laughs> this is not Doctor Who. Like nanobots <laughs> are gonna happen, man. They're not gonna happen. They are gonna happen. Who's Why gonna would build they them? happen? They're currently trying to build them with what technology? I don't know. I'm not a nanobot ma maker. I you know what know. a nanobot is to me? It's a flying bicycle. <laughs> From, two, from 100 years ago. <laughs> I could see that. I mean, like, in some ways, you're like, yeah, like, flying bicycles made sense, but, Nano, like, they're, nanob they're crazy now. Nanobots make too much sense for them not to happen. Right. That's that's my bigger thing is, like, if something makes so much sense, like, where somebody's going to make a lot of money. Nanobots are the cure for cancer. It's going. It would happen. Like, if, if, there's some, if there's a way for someone to make, like, buku bucks, it's going to happen. I just think at the end of the day, you underestimate the the essence of humankind and the fact that we are not just physical mental beings but even spiritual beings i do not see artificial intelligence that are strictly technological becoming the dominant race i don't well, i mean these things don't need food <laughs> <laughs> well it's good it's a good thing you got that bug out bag because uh good thing i've got that bug out bag my bigger thing about like predicting the future is that like, you don't even know how to... Like, we shouldn't even expect that we know how to predict the future. Because something's going to happen. Something's going to happen that's going to change that, everything. Like Yeah, the internet the, changed everything. Yeah, like, in, this, in the 50s, they couldn't have really imagined, like, how we would all have this connectivity. Like, they had ideas of like yeah their idea of the future was still these huge tube tvs and right. monitors like they imagined video calls but they didn't imagine yeah, like, on a computer oh, so small you could fit in your hand it's a little flat piece of paper basically in your pocket like they didn't really think and like how you can do it's a camera and it's yeah. uh you know it's in everything so like you can't even really imagine what different technological advances are going to unlock sure so i, I just i don't know it's it's fun to think about but Again, I think I lean more towards like a lot of that is science fiction. Um, a lot of that is like going to happen. I think in the next 
sure. in our lifetime for sure. Uh, what excites me about this, like, is just that a lot of it is in our lifetime. So, like, yeah. I'm interested to see how well he got, how close he got to the things that were in my lifetime. Yeah. I don't think technological advances should be something that we're afraid of. And I get that there are some, you know, brilliant people saying we need to slow down AI. If anything, technology has done nothing but benefit the human race. Not to say that there aren't certain pitfalls, you know, people staring at their phones or whatever, but we course correct along the way. And I see technology, a lot of the things that you're talking about, even some of the stuff I'm kind of poking fun at, I could see some of it happening. I see it as a benefit though to the human race. I don't see it as a singularity um, bringing humanity down though. And I, I, just, think I don't think it'll too. ever get I think to he that. sees it all as a benefit. Well, singularity is not a benefit. <laughs> well, it can be. I mean, the only idea of the singularity isn't that it takes us over. The singularity is just that it reproduces itself. Like, it works so fast that, like, it's just going to be a runaway. It's more about, it's less about the us not being able to stop it and more about it's that thing that's the explosion of exponential growth. This, the exponential growth goes infinitely steeper, faster than we could ever fathom because the AI is so fast and intelligent. It's not necessarily a, a, a negative thing. It can be. But it's more about the quick growth of it than anything. So all we got to do is figure out a way, before that happens, figure out a way to program in some compassion. And to that, we do that, that we're good. Fixed. Boom. We fig we do that? Yeah. And then it's won't just kill like us. we just live with our overlords. Yeah, peace. Like, I mean, and really at that point, they're going to be servants to us. What if the AI is like hippies? What if they're just really cool and just want to <laughs> chill out? Just, what if they, they, they create some robot LSD and just want to do that all day? That'd be great. <laughs> I'd hang out with some robots that are just getting high. Just tripping. I'd hang out with those guys. Experiencing their AI life. <laughs> I'd hang out with those guys too. <laughs> like, I'm not going to participate, guys, but, you know, I'll C chill with you. Could humans take robot LSD? I don't even know what we're, we're talking about right now. I think we've gone <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> All right, well, on that note, let's sign off here. Um, if you want to support this show, check us out on Patreon. That's right. Um, yeah, uh, April um, submitted some great ideas about YouTube Rewind. We, we actually ask a different question about the past, the present, or the future um, to our patrons every week. And like we said last time, the patrons are small but mighty. They are small but mighty. And so uh, we really appreciate them and the support. They not only allow this podcast to happen but they actually contribute their voice to it as well so uh yeah definitely check us out on patreon uh, check us out on youtube we do some fun stuff there as well that's right this has been a long podcast they're not always this long but no so hopefully jeff did a good job editing it down so it's not so long <laughs> i'm seeing my future this is good, gonna be a long week good luck with this one jeff <laughs> <laughs> this has been the randomonium podcast I'm danny gula and i'm john stomp jeff oh i'm jeff mccullough <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you guys next time later